0: Episode twenty-three because last week was twenty-two, right? So twenty-three. Episode twenty-three, ultra ordinary running podcast. Yay! From three now from three it's... states instead of two.
1: <gasps> yes, we are expanding. <laughs> We're now a chain. <laughs> so we've got
2: uh, an Angela in Nevada. Mhm. Recently moved
0: to to Nevada. And I, I should, it's, it's northern Nevada. So people, you know, like you say Nevada and people are like, "Ooh, Vegas." I am not in Las Vegas. I'm not even in Reno. Like I'm not like anywhere cool in Nevada. So think middle of nowhere Nevada. <laughs> just to clear that up.
1: So I was looking at some memes from Nevada. And I, I don't know if I should share this, but on one of them, I saw it was said Nevada. Um, it said slots and sluts. Ooh. <laughs> it's the state for slots and sluts. <laughs>
0: well, there are both of those here where I live. Um, yeah, there's, you know, the Asian girls massage and... Um, which I'm sure are all perfectly legal establishments. Okay, so I'm, so gonna, let's have to, get, I'm gonna have to be careful yeah. when I go to look for a massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well, okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty of of this move. Okay. You, 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 you're there a week now, right?
0: I've been here a week. I drove out last Saturday. Left Colorado. Drove to Nevada. It's about a seven or eight hour drive. Um. And um, what was
1: the drive like?
0: It, it's, it's not a very exciting drive. So you're driving through like the deserty sort of gross part of Utah. It's, you know, like there's beautiful parts of Utah and this is kind of the gross part of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> um, and, you know, then you drive through some city cause I have to drive through Salt Lake and then you drive across the salt flats, which um, is straight and and flat and Mm. there's like signs up warning you about being fatigued because there's just there's literally nothing out there and it's so flat and you get all the mirages and all that so so um, would it be a good place for a race well there is a race yeah on the salt flats the Bonneville salt flats is out there where they do the the auto races and whatnot um but they do actually have an ultra on the at the on the salt flats which yeah so you know, a different type of, you know, mm-hmm. torture, I'm sure.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Salt <laughs> in your shoes.
0: A total different <laughs> sufferfest, yeah. But then you get into Nevada, and Nevada is, um, northern Nevada is, there's not a lot of trees, but there are mountains, and it's hilly, and, um, you know, I mean, it's not, you know. Every place, what I keep trying to remind myself is every place has its own beauty. You just have to find it. So Mm -hmm. it's different than Colorado. It's different, you know, than, it's different than where I was, but I'm, I'm looking for the, the beauty in what is here. So it's high desert. So it's still, you know, like, I don't know, over 5,000 feet in elevation and, um, but it's desert, you know, so there's not like Mm -hmm. pine trees and, you know, whatnot like that. So, yeah, so I drove out Saturday, um, And part of my offer package is I, the, the company pays for temporary housing for me for 60 days. So I'm staying in a very nice extended stay hotel. It's a nice, like one bedroom apartment, basically, which is nice with maid service. So I That's really, I, awesome. I got to get me, yeah, I really got to get me a maid or a wife <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's, if I could just get them to maybe, like, throw something in the crock pot for me, that would be the best. But <laughs> otherwise, I'll settle with, you know, they run the dishwasher for me and make my bed. and Wow. Do they do laundry? They don't do laundry. Do they do, they do
1: laundry? They,
0: no, but they have the service available, but I have to pay extra.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, do you have a so, place to do your laundry? Well, there Let's is a that place that. in the hotel, but it's, you know, you have to pay for it.
2: So. Oh, yeah. Saving quarters,
0: yeah, fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got two so far. Because <laughs> you keep using them in all the slot machines, right? Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't lost any money in the slot machine since I've been here on this trip. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so the area itself—Are there um, coffee shops or there grocery stores? What do they have around there?
0: Is there a Whole Foods. So, Whole Foods? No, no. There's no. I don't know that anybody's heard of Whole Foods here. Um, <laughs> I so the, the so the job is at a gold mine. So I'm working for a gold mine. Mm-hmm. I have um, never
2: known anyone who worked for a gold mine before. This yeah, is just yeah, so it, fascinating.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a gold mine, and it's a. They're a global company. They they have mines. Um, they have mines in Russia. Mines in South America, mines in Alaska, I actually worked for the mine in Alaska. Um, so yeah, they so they have mines um, and they have mines in Africa. So yeah, it's a big international company. Um, and this whole town, Northern Nevada makes its living. It's on the map because of mining, gold mining and silver mining primarily. Um so this is a this town if there was not gold mining would not exist. Wow, um the that. the companies, the contractors, the the people that are employed by the mines, that's that's and the people that support the mines, that's what makes this town stay on the map. <clears throat> so it's a it's a blue collar working man's town. Um <clears throat>
1: And you working know like I
0: cuz you're there and now, now and working woman and yeah so it's you know and it's very um, um you know lots of trucks like lots of yeah. trucks you know like I came from Colorado where you know you're hard pressed to not you're hard pressed to to not um gosh what's the word I want <laughs> there's tons. There's case. Okay, there's tons of Subarus everywhere in Colorado. That's yeah. what I drive as a Subaru, as an Outback. Um, I I think like I've seen one other Subaru <laughs> wow. in town. Like, so it's like big trucks are to hear, like Subarus are to Colorado. I mean, it's just like, they're just trucks everywhere. So like pickup trucks, pickup trucks, pickup trucks. Pick trucks. Yeah. Pick trucks, big four wheel drive pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed yeah.
2: that about the Subaru when I moved to Colorado too. And here, oh yeah, uh, in the on the Front Range, it's the yellow Xterra. Everyone has a bright yellow Xterra. There's like mm. dozens of them in town. I don't know if, if on your side it was like that too, That's but yeah, Subarus. Yeah, <laughs> lots Xterras. of
0: Subarus. They but like radio? all the orange ones. Like there was that. There's that orange color that Subaru has now. They like the orange one in uh-huh. West. Wow. We we like the, the bright yellow one the yellow, on, the, there. See? on the side. But where <laughs> you are now, it's the pickup truck. It is lots of pickup trucks, yes. Yes, lots of pickup trucks. So it's, I mean, it's got grocery stores. It has, um, you know, not the So there's a Walmart here, which I went to the first day I was here. <clears throat> and I'll probably never go back because I hate Walmart.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But there's an Albertsons and a Rayleighs oh. and a Smith's. So I have grocery, but, I, and I've checked them all out cause I wanted to see who had like the best, um, kind of options for like who carries anything that might be even organic or, and so I did find a store that has like, that carries, um, some vegan options and, and, you know, vegan brands of different things that I buy. And so there, I can buy tofu. Melissa. Oh, okay. Yes, I can oh, buy and okay. organic tofu too so that okay. makes me that nice. makes me happy.
2: Yeah. yeah. I was worried about you. I think before we started recording, I said I went grocery shopping today and the store was out of tofu, just out. Right. <gasps> I was outraged, but then I thought of you, Angela, and I was like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh. Can she Angela ever get to
0: tofu?" <laughs> <laughs> I can buy tofu. Yeah. So, you know, tofu and beans. And so one of the cool things which or Christina, I, I because I think you have this in California but mm-hmm. um so at the grocery stores here so something fun and new is that I you can I can buy beer and wine and liquor at the grocery store you know so I can put it in oh. with my tofu in my grocery cart which you cannot do in Colorado
2: right <gasps> yeah that really? was so confusing to me when we first moved here I'm like where is the beer and when you go in the <laughs> whole foods I always used to love buying wine at whole oh, foods me.
1: Yeah, they, they didn't
2: have it there. Yeah, but there's always a liquor store right next to the yeah. grocery store in Colorado. Yeah. So I figured that out. Uh pretty So,
1: quickly. do they have cuz here at Whole Foods, I know there's one in particular. I know there's there's a few of them that might do this, but I don't know if all of them do it here. Um the one that I I'm thinking of, they even do wine tasting. Yeah. Do you guys do well, do you guys have that? not,
0: not in Colorado. No, not in Colorado. No. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, when we lived in California, they—I remember going into Whole Foods and they did—they had wine tasting, and I was like, "This yeah. is heaven! This—I
2: yeah. can go
0: to the grocery store, have a little bit of wine, go get a sample yeah. of bread from the bakery, steal an olive from the olive bar." Life was good.
1: It was funny. I was running with some people last night, and um, a couple of women, and they were going to go. They were—they were doing a shorter run because they were going to go to Whole Foods because they were going to hit up the the hot bar and the salad bar to get a, a, a kale salad. Apparently they have a really good kale salad and get some wine.
0: Hmm. Yeah. one stop like, shop.
1: yep. I'm like at whole foods. Like just, you know, they get they bragging about this kale salad. I'm like, and I'm out here doing a few more miles while you're going to go eat <laughs> at whole foods and have wine. I really need to re-examine my, <laughs> my choices. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, but they're not training for a 100-mile race either, are they? And, and very true. See? Very See? true.
1: But but in that moment, I was really reconsidering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, the kale salad is good, but it's not worth giving up your training for. And the kale yeah, salad yeah. will be there on a night when you
1: it's can. True. So. It's true. And then they said, well, what time? We were asking, like, what time does this Whole Foods close? And they said eleven. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm not even sure if we were going to get finished by then. We got very, we were cutting it very close.
0: This was your night run. You did
1: the night one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. But let's get back to your, your adventure. (laughs) (laughs) adventure. Okay. So you have grocery stores.
0: I have grocery stores. And and I have tofu (laughs) and I have have alcohol in the grocery store.
1: Okay, excellent. And do you have like soy milk or almond milk or coconut milk Did, or something that? Yep, yeah,
0: yep, yeah, they have. Okay. Yeah, so different mm-hmm. options depending upon which store you go to.
1: Very good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and, and
0: I, okay, diet cheese. Found. Oh wow! Like, yeah.
1: Do they have the chao? No. The, oh my
0: god! I don't addicted. have that here either in Fort. Oh, College. that is my think. favorite.
1: I am addicted to that. So good. That is like I the best a- non-dairy. It is. In fact, I just ate a uh, veggie pesto sandwich just before I um, got on the call with you. And I added some of the little cheo. the, um, mm-hmm. I forgot, the original one. I don't remember what the name, just the original one. So good. That's my favorite. It's so
0: good. So good.
1: Okay. So you don't have that? Don't
0: have that. No. Okay. So, um,
1: now, really importantly, do you have a coffee shop? Do you have like Starbucks or there's other a,
0: options? Yeah, so there's two Starbucks in town. One is a standalone, and one is inside of a casino. So <clears throat> that one's you know inside
2: of a it's, casino.
0: It's closest, but you have to plug in coffee slots and coffees you have to walk through the dollar slot section to get to the Starbucks but of course it's a casino so it's smoky and even though they have filtration you know you walk in it's kind of stinky so but that's a weekend treat because my schedule is I leave early enough in the morning that Starbucks is not open when I leave my house yeah I would like to talk
2: about your schedule
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Um, well, so the, the mine that I work for is, which is typical with most of the mines, um, around here are out in the middle of nowhere. Like we're right off of it, the interstate, the interstate goes through town, but the mines are quite a ways off into the boonies. So the mine that I work for is, um, um, 70 plus miles out of town. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I so they provide bus service for the people that work at the mine. They have a 10-hour bus and a 12-hour bus because the 10-hour people are like admin people, um, the people that are in engineering, IT, human resources, accounting, stuff like that. They're 10-hour people. They do four 10-hour shifts. 12-and-a-half-hour um, guys are the operators. They're the guys out working on the mine. Um, their operators and truck drivers and things like that. So they provide bus service. They have a parking lot. So I drive to the parking lot and my bus leaves at 4.05 a.m. Wow. Do so I? I, <laughs> I walk out of my hotel room door at 3.45 a.m., walk to my car, drive to the parking lot, which takes me about five or six minutes to get to the parking lot. And then I wait in line for my bus, and the bus comes, and it's a big coach. You know, they're big coach buses, so it's not like I'm on a, you know, rinky-dink school bus. It's a nice, big, comfortable bus. Um, And we load up on the bus, and then we drive. There's another town um, that's south of where I'm at, and there's another bus stop there. So we stop there, pick up more people, and then we get on the road that goes to the mine. So it... From the time I get on to the time I get to the mine site is about an hour and 30 to an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh.
2: And if you miss that bus, like if you show up at 4.06, are
0: you just screwed? Um, I can drive. I can drive my own personal vehicle out there. Yeah, so I'm not, you know... Which has been like my biggest concern, which is why I think I didn't sleep real good this first week because I kept thinking, oh, gosh, what if I sleep past my alarm? What if I miss the Mm -hmm. bus and all that? Mm -hmm. But then like the logical side of my brain popped in and said, so if you miss the bus, you just make sure you have a tank full of gas and drive to work like normal people do. And so then the other side of my brain goes, oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's true. Okay, so you don't have to take the bus. You don't have to take the bus. I could drive my own car out every day. um, But that's a lot of that's 150 miles every day on my car. Plus the gas. You're
1: like like three hours, right? Of your time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I would probably save a little bit of time driving myself just because I would probably drive a little faster than the bus. Yeah, um,
2: yeah, but then you'd be driving are, the whole time. Like this way, I mean, you could listen listen to podcasts, for example. I could, yeah, <laughs> listen to audio. Are there books.
1: a lot of?
0: Are there a lot of people? Like, does everybody take the bus, or
1: a majority of people?
0: Um, most people take the bus. There's some um, some level of managers, so like the level of management right above mine. Most of them all have company trucks. Um. So they, a lot of, they'll like try and carpool. They'll try and find, you know, three other people to ride with them. So you have that going on a lot. You have some people that drive themselves just because they don't want to take the bus and they buy a crew car and, you know, they buy a cheap car that gets good gas mileage and a group of them will drive out together. Um, But I think for the most part, uh, the majority of people take the bus. Um, So you get on the bus and, um, you know, find your seat. We're the first stop. So when I get on the bus, the bus is empty. So I pick where I want to sit. And um, most people, it's quiet, you know, it's early in the morning. So even though it's funny, because even though you see these people at work during the day, like nobody really acknowledges each other. It's like it's too early to have conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't had you know,
1: coffee yet. <laughs>
0: this would be an interesting study. Like <laughs> yeah. this
1: kind of these
2: kind of interactions on the bus at four in the morning with your coworkers. Wow. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. <laughs> so everybody finds their spot and you know, you most people just sort of <clears throat> end up sleeping or you know, it's uh-huh. funny, everybody's kind of on their phone, checking their Facebook and their email and their Twitter, texting, whatever it seems like, you know, at the first part of the bus ride. And then by the time we pick up the second stop, everybody is like, you know, they bring little neck pillows and some of the girls have blankets and everybody's just burrowed in and wow. lights out for the bus ride. So and if someone so dark,
1: sees you so. so someone sees you on the bus. And then an hour and a half later, they say, oh, good morning, hey,
0: Angela. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Okay.
2: The first rule of the company bus is you do not talk on the company bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's not, not
0: sounding like a real party bus
2: in the morning. No. Well,
0: <laughs> maybe. Now, see, I haven't taken the bus in the evening because I've I've ended up catching a ride with somebody that's, that has a car coming back into town each night. So I haven't taken the bus back into town yet. So maybe it's different in the afternoon. Maybe everybody's chatty. I, you know, I don't know. I'll, I will find out eventually. I'm sure.
1: So does the bus in the afternoon have the same similar schedule? Like it leaves like at four Oh five or. Yep.
0: yep. It leaves, um, because your shift, your 10 hour shift is from six to four. Um, and so the bus leaves at 4.05. So you get on the bus and, you know, it drops you off right on the mine site. And so when it's almost 4, everybody's toodling out of their office and heading to the bus. Um, and so, of course, the problem is if you miss the bus on the way home, you better find somebody that will take you home. Oh, man. You.
1: Yeah. yeah, that would. I would Ooh. get stressed
2: out. I would I yeah. see myself getting stressed out, like. Yeah.
1: And there's no other like transportation around there that you could take?
0: No, no. It's the bus. Yeah, that's it. So you just don't. And so in a way, it's good because, you know, like a lot of times when you're at work, you know, maybe if you're supposed to get off at five, but something comes up or you get into a conversation with somebody or somebody has a last minute thing they need you to do. Then you do it and it's whatever and then you just are late leaving in your car. But everybody Mm -hmm. is they know that you're bound to that bus schedule and so you have to get on that bus to go. And if somebody's driving you home and they're leaving, you have to leave. I mean you can't just stay there. So
1: Or you say, Well, I guess I'm wearing these clothes tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Guess who's sleeping (laughs) in her office?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So which is
1: why the
2: Go ahead. Bring yourself like a little emergency, <laughs> yeah. like, bivy. like a sleeping a bag, kid. some <laughs> food.
0: Oh, Toothbrush. I already have snacks in my drawer. I don't yeah. I'm like, oh no. Toothbrush, you know, and toothpaste. It, yep, yep, got it in my drawer. <laughs> do they
1: have food options on site? Or do they have anywhere around there where you can go off campus to buy food or do you take your lunch no. every day?
0: You take your lunch every day. So there's a vending machine. So Mm -hmm. if you forget your lunch, then you can eat out of the vending machine, which Hmm. is a vending machine.
2: Um, Hopefully you you don't forget your quarters,
0: too. Exactly. (laughs) I've
1: got to use this this for laundry. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) And they have refrigerators out there, you know, of course. So there's, you know, everybody brings their lunch and and puts their stuff in the refrigerator, and there's microwaves and, you know, all that stuff, and coffee pots, so. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so 10 yeah. hours is
2: a long time. I would need more than just lunch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. i bring
0: lots of snacks.
1: Yeah.
2: Especially, lots. yeah, starting that early in the day, you're going to need breakfast.
0: Yeah, I haven't quite figured that whole, my whole schedule thing out yet, because I, like, I get up, and I have some, I, Brew, you know, I brew some coffee, and then I take coffee in a to-go cup, and I sip some in a cup while I'm getting ready, and then I take my coffee with me to work. And, but then I get to work, and it's, you know, whatever. It's 5.45, and I think, well, am I am I hungry yet? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't quite figured out, like, when I want to eat. Because if I eat breakfast at 6 o'clock, which is fine, but then I'm going to be having something else to eat by 9 o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. And then... Like by noon I'm hungry again. So I'm like, Do I well is nine o'clock my lunch or is that a snack? Or should noon be a snack and then Second breakfast. Second breakfast, nine like a second quite breakfast. Figured it out, out yet. And then when I get home I've been that's I've I've opted to make my when I get home is when I work out where whether I work out or I go run. Do then but then I do I work out and then eat? and then go to bed, mm-hmm. or do I, yeah, so I haven't, like, figured that all out yet, because. Yeah.
2: It probably takes more than a week to figure that out.
0: I'm, I yeah. think it's Getting. Spending...
2: It. Yeah. yeah. That, that's really interesting, I mean, that was kind of my schedule when I was doing my dissertation research, and I had to be, like, I would get up at whatever, I wasn't quite that early, but I'd be out into the forest by 4.45 or 5.00 with the monkeys yeah. and yeah it was like I would eat all my food by 11 o'clock yeah. I, but I like I still had to be out there until dark I was like, so hungry I never figured it out just, but I only did it for mon- a year
1: so you just asked the monkeys are you going to eat that yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hungry and it's only 12 but right. I ate all my food
0: I ate all my food yeah I've been buying snacks like I've already got stuff in my drawers and you know whatever so so do they have
1: like other appliances available for like blenders like if you want to make a smoothie or anything like that I
0: thought about taking mine because I brought mine with me and so I have a ninja just a single smoothie cup ninja I actually thought about taking it but then I thought, well, maybe I should leave it here and that will be what I eat for dinner. Like after I work out, I'll do a smoothie and the smoothie will... Because I still want to eat something yeah. after I work out. So I may switch my smoothie from being in the morning to being at night.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you, can make, you can make two smoothies. Yeah, you might Good.
0: need a smoothie like, for the bus uh, ride. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I get up at 3. Um, I leave the mine site at 4. Um you know, I mean, depending, uh-huh. but I, I'll be back to my room by six. Mm-hmm. So then that gives me basically, you know, it gives me some time. Five thirty 30 to six, I'm back. So if I get back, quick change my clothes, work out, or go run, and then that gives me time to clean up, get my lunch together for the next day, make my get my coffee ready for the next day, get showered, lay out my clothes, you know, whatever, chill out for a little bit and talk to the family and then go to bed. Wow.
1: So into the running, do you have a nice route that you like or do you venture out and drive somewhere?
0: No, I went for a drive when I first got here. I kind of took off up some roads and kind of, you know, cause you can see, so there's mountains here ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can see that there's trails on them, but I think they're more like four wheel drive trails, which is fine. I mean, that's, you know, I can run on those. But mm-hmm. um, so I've driven out a few places. Um, I think how I've kind of worked it out is like during the week when I'm at work, at least while I'm here, I have access to the fitness center. And, and so there's a treadmill and a bike and an elliptical and there's weights. Um, and so because my time is so limited Monday through Thursday, I'm going to just stay in house those days, Mm -hmm. um, work out shorter, but maybe harder. And I think that'll be a good way for me to get in my cross training that my routine has been missing and my Mm -hmm. strength work that my routine has been missing. So it's sort of a forced way to do that, you know, but then I'm just, you know, I get back and it's whatever it's you know, going to be close to getting dark and and then mm-hmm. I can just stay, I can go down to the fitness center and come right back to my room. Um, today I ventured out on some dirt roads um, a little bit. Um, so, I, and I ventured out in the neighborhood a little bit. I found a nice little four mile loop that I know that I won't mind running that, you know, feels like a safe loop and there's good sidewalk and good you know shoulder and stuff like that so I have a four mile loop I can do on the road
1: um do you see a lot of people running out there like a few people do they just
2: look at you from in their pickup trucks and be like what is she doing
0: yes we yes. got a crazy one here yes I had a man stick his head completely out the window of his pickup truck and look at me like I had like landed from Mars or something like I like, you need a ride somewhere <laughs> ma'am are you doing that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but I did see yesterday morning I went out running and I went outside so I'm going to use my three days off as days that I run outside mm-hmm. um I was coming back to the hotel and I see a woman running down the hill and I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. And so I kind of got excited. I thought maybe she was living here for a long time too. So I stopped her in the parking lot and we chatted. Well, she's just here visiting oh. for the mm-hmm. weekend from Tahoe. And I'm like, oh, mm. darn. <laughs> see if there's a job opening at the mine, maybe she would stay. <laughs> I
2: need a running buddy. Could yeah. you find a job
0: for this lady I'm sure there are, I
2: feel like every community there are, I'm sure, like, it's only been a week, I'm sure you're going to find your people.
0: I I did make a connection with, um, there's a group, um, uh, the Ruby Mountain Running Club or something that, um, but there, I had texted, I gotten a hold of them and I had texted who's ever in charge of it, I, I assume that it's a man, I don't know why I assume it's a man, but I assume it's a man, um. (laughs) And I texted him before I left Colorado and just asked them if they were still active. And he said, um, no, not right now. Um, We're trying to figure out some places, you know, to go run and as a group in the evening, whatever. I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm looking for some trails. And he was like, oh, yeah, I want to get back on the dirt myself, too, pretty soon. And so as I'm texting with a stranger, I have no idea who he is. Asking him to meet you
2: somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's not a he maybe it's a nice lady
0: <laughs> yeah. so I know there are people that run here and then so then like I guess kind of the you know I mean living in town and it's right off the interstate and it's you know you don't know the neighborhood and you don't know if it's safe and you're running by the casinos and so it and I'm by myself and so it yeah. feels And I'm like super cautious, like I don't want to be that stupid runner that's out doing something in a neighborhood she shouldn't be in and then wonder why Mm. she gets attacked or, you know, whatever. Mm. So I'm super cautious when I'm figuring out where I'm going to go run. Um, But I do know that like so south of here um, is the Ruby Mountains range Um, and it's and they're beautiful and they're not crowded. Of course, they have snow on them already but um wow. so I don't know that for the winter time that it will be an option for me but I do know that there's a lot of trails for hiking and therefore also running um that I can access at least once the you know the weather allows it so um yeah so I, I know that there's some options out there I'm just going to have to find them. I'm just going to have to dig around and find them and be happy with what I have while I have it. You know, mm. it's not going to be like it was in, in Fruita. I'm not going to have these awesome running trails 10 minutes from my house. And maybe I do and I just don't know that they're there yet. It'll just take time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, you're just
1: getting your bearings, you know, finding yeah. the
2: Yeah. All of this your, that you've done within about. a week is...
0: I mean, that's a lot. That
2: yeah, but I week. just
0: have me, you know, it's just yeah. me, which is kind of also a weird thing. You yeah. know, like, it's just, I don't have, like, any, I cook for myself, I grocery, I have no idea how to grocery shop just for me. I like, I'm, I, you know, I've got more food in my refrigerator, I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't need to buy that many of those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a single gal in the city.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... <laughs> But, you know,
1: it'll it ha- work. And how's your family doing with this with this change?
0: Uh, they're doing they're doing okay. Um, they're like mom's not here, woohoo! Mom's <laughs> not here, yeah. So you know, so they're and and they give, they do fine. Wayne and Chelsea do fine. They. Um, He's teaching her to drive, and so which is great because I got out of that duty because I I don't I don't like teaching people to drive, and I he's a much better he's a much better driver than I am, and he is a much better teacher than I am. Like she would still be doing just twenty miles an hour in the neighborhood if it was up (laughs) to me. You know, but he's got her on the highway and going over a pass and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. So So you
1: planned this perfectly.
0: I think I did. I think it you know, (laughs) meant to be. So they're doing fine. We talk a lot and we text and we've Skyped and I'll make some trips back home and um, they'll make some trips out here. And I mean, it's really not a bad drive. And with a three day weekend, I could leave a little early on Thursday and be home. Um, not too late on Thursday night and be home all day Friday, Saturday. And then I could come back out on Sunday.
2: True. Cause if you could drive up to the mine, then you'd have right. your car.
0: Yeah. You could, so yeah. if I knew I was going to do that on a Thursday, I would just drive out on a Thursday and then, you know, probably sneak out a little bit early. Yeah. So. Wow.
1: That's good. Yeah. How are you <laughs>
0: Congratulations. Yeah. Uh-huh. a good job and i the people that i work with are they're all going to be really good people to work for and i the job itself has been is going to be great like i i it just is it's stuff that i enjoy doing and so it's going to be good.
1: Yeah. And you're so personable. You know, you're so personable and likable and friendly that i mean there's just no doubt you're going to fit in really well. And people are going to gravitate towards you.
2: Yeah, and
0: hopefully, if, hopefully they'll be runners.
2: Well, you're going to start probably a running club, or you're you know yeah, you're going to reel them in. You're going to continue your couch to five k group. to yes. have everybody yeah. on your lunch break running around the gold mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I
0: I already asked because there's like we're like you've got the mine site, and then there's a lot of places you can't go. I mean, like that you can't have foot traffic because you've got these big, humongous few humongous haul trucks that are hauling, um, ore and whatnot, but, but there is some property that I can see from my office window and I'm like, oh, there's a road up there. I can see it. <laughs> and I'm like, what's up there? I'm asking my boss, can we get up there? Is that like a place I could go? <laughs> so, I'm already trying to find some place I can get to, but we'll see. You've accomplished a lot yeah, in a about, week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you gone into like restaurants
0: at all or no? Uh, yeah, I've gone. Um, I've gone into a couple. I went into one just to have a beer last weekend and chips and guacamole. Mm. Um, I was hoping to be able to watch the football game, but it, which I did, but it wasn't like a really fun place to watch the game. It was kind of a bummer. Um, oh. And then I did go to dinner with um, um, a couple people one night this week that are from our corporate office. Um, out of Toronto. Um, one of them is from Spain. The other, the gentleman is from Africa. And um, so we, they were going to go to dinner and invited me to go with them and and had a really nice pasta dinner and wine and nice company. So, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there's not, there is a nice place. That, I did find a good veggie burger. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Where is this? it's actually in a hotel restaurant. Oh. So, but that's a, you know, which is nice. It's a, and it's yeah. a good veggie burger and they had good french fries. So, Ooh. Um, yeah, which is fine because that'll keep me from eating out too much and I can use up all of these um, surplus groceries that I bought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. Yeah. So, so exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's been different and it's, you know. Mm-hmm it's different but it yeah. it'll be good yeah yeah so to what we what else has been going on you've been running like a fiend christina <laughs> well uh, i last
1: week i had like practically like zero miles i had like 10 miles i coasted 10 miles and that was pretty much it because i was having trouble with my um my arch like both of my arches like A little bit. My right wasn't so bad, but it was mostly my left foot. Like, I had arch pain and my heel pain. Like, right after we talked, like, that night. Oh, no. It was so so weird. It just came out of nowhere. I just – I stood up to walk, and um, a few steps in, I could just feel it. I was like, okay, this is really weird. And maybe I just stepped wrong, I thought. You know, maybe I moved my foot weird or something. And I just kind of played it off. It was like nothing, and then the next day it was still there. I'm like this is so weird. I'm like okay, don't freak out. Don't worry about this. It'll go away. But then I just started. Okay, what's the first line of defense? I started rolling my arches, like both of them, but mostly it was mostly the left foot. Started really attacking it like fiercely with rolling. I had a tennis ball. I couldn't find my mm-hmm. baseball at the time, so I just used my tennis ball. And then um I found my t- my baseball and then I used that and oh my god, that hurts mm-hmm. so bad. I mean I was just I was just yelling obscenities. Luckily nobody was here, but I was just I was speaking a language I didn't even know what it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it prompted you to speak in tongues. It was So, <laughs> yeah, so is this like saying. plantar plantar fasciitis? I mean front, starting at your heel on the bottom of your foot and
1: and that's Going the out. first yeah. thought I had because I've never had it. Yeah. But I've had friends and uh, family that have had it. And that's the first thing they say, oh my gosh, I had heel pain. And I'm like, oh my gosh, heel pain. That's it. And then I got on Google, of course. And then somebody on some, I don't know what it was, I'm like, forum, they said that it was the same thing that they had. And they said, well, it could be plantar or it could be tendinitis. It could be, it could be pretty much one of those two things. I'm like, well, let us, let it just be like some inflammation that I have. And I think that's what it was. Yeah. And I got my mileage pretty high, like the highest I've ever had it. And that might've set it where I just increased my mileage so quickly that my foot was just like, Hey, back off. True. I'm not quite ready for that. Yeah. And so far, I mean, I, I ran uh, a couple of days after the first initial heel pain. And when I ran, it wasn't even the left foot I had issues with. It was the right one, the right arch that felt like it was stretching. I'm like, okay, this is so weird. It wasn't even the foot. The right, the left foot was just like quiet. And then it was the right foot that it felt like it was being like the arch. Felt like it was like the skin was being pulled, like it was just being stretched. And so I was and I think I did like maybe three miles a little, maybe a little over three miles. And I'm like, forget it. I'm not going to push this. Mm -hmm. So then um, after a while, um, I was just walking and I and it felt fine. But then the next day, my right foot felt great, but I felt it in my left. So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like trading off, which exactly? It was like they were communicating (laughs) to each other. Hey, now now it's your (laughs) turn. (laughs) Hey, why don't you give her a problem today? No, I had yesterday. Your turn now. So then I was scheduled to do um, a thirty-mile, at least a thirty-mile run on Saturday. And I I couldn't. I was like, you know what? I don't know how it's gonna be on the on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And if I happen to be, if it happens to be okay for the first, you know, several miles, who knows? And then it suddenly gives me problems, I'm gonna have to either just limp back, how long it's gonna get back to my car and I could potentially do something worse. So I contacted my friend who was who was doing the run and I told them, I said, you know what, I I'm having trouble with my arches this week. My feet are just giving me problems, especially the left one. So I'm going to have to cancel and maybe I'll do a run. You know, I'll probably just do a local run around my place and, you know, in case, in case I really have some severe pain, at least I'll be close to home. Yeah. Sure. And it was just a constant, it wasn't like painful, like I couldn't walk, but it was a constant sort of dullness. Like I could, I can ache like a dull ache that was just present like I knew it was there and so whenever I walked I could I could feel it it's like it never went away since that Tuesday night after I spoke with you two ladies. Like it just never went away. Except when I ran that Thursday and my right my left foot was fine. That was the only time it was really quiet. So I told him what happened. He says you know what you're making the you're you're making the right call. And I didn't even go out and run that day. I'm like, you know what? I can feel it. I could have pushed it, but I'm like, okay, am I going to do more damage? Because I really don't know what's going to happen to it. So I just, throughout the days, I've just been rolling. And then he told me, okay, to freeze a water bottle mm-hmm. and to roll it over, uh, roll over my arches over that. And when I did that, that hurt more than the baseball. Because at first I had like thin socks on and I was like, well, I don't really feel it too much. Maybe it's not really helping. And then I took the sock off and then I rolled my foot and oh my God, that hurt even worse than the baseball. I was completely speaking in in tongues at that one. I was like, ah, no, it was just bad. It was just really bad. I'm like, okay just focus, just do it, just do it. And then I would do the left foot for, you know, i try to get through like 30 seconds. I'm like, okay, it's just, this is just temporary. Just, you know, just deal with it, deal with it. And then I would switch over with my right foot, even though my right foot was feeling okay. I didn't want it to focus so much on one foot that the other foot would eventually get me more problems. So I might as well just, you know, peel two carrots with one peeler and do both of them (laughs) at the same time. So, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then the next day I woke up and they felt fine. Like both of my feet just felt fine, especially my left one. Cause that was my, my big concern it felt fine. I'm like, okay, well let me go and run a little bit. And throughout that whole run, like no issues at all. And I was so prepared to just keep running longer, but that no, I'm I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to keep it short. And see what happens the next day. And then the next day, I'm like, I felt fine. And to this day, I still feel, they still feel good. I still roll them, not as frequently, but I still roll them just to make sure that it's a constant sort of rehab. So it doesn't come back. Yeah. But I was really worried because when my mileage dropped, I, I went into that place where like, oh, my gosh how did my mileage get so low and it's my, my race is doomed. But the funny thing is because I didn't run, I took that as a severe, like intense recovery week. Yeah. So all of my runs this week, I've had so much energy. Like today yeah. I felt a little tired today, my legs felt a little bit, a lot more tired. So, but other than that, I felt so great. You so I think that. It, I think so. I think so. I think I really need that that really good recovery week that I have I've kind of been denying myself. like I convinced myself that I took a recovery week, but you know, how much is a recovery when you're going from you know fifty to forty five miles, like forty, not yeah. much. Yeah. And I try to convince myself like, oh yeah, that is a recovery. No, not really. (laughs) So I think I did need that. Everything happens for a reason. I think that was, that was.
0: I think our body's smart. And sometimes it forces us to back down, you know, and maybe it's, you know, I just think it does. Sometimes it makes you go, you better just take a rest. And, and then if you listen to it, then you're smart and you come back stronger, you know, but it just, yeah, that's how it got through to you.
1: And I was just talking to my friend last night that, you know, I said, once I hit that 70 miles, that's, I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, that's the number, that's the threshold number that if I hit that and go over, I could potentially have an issue. And I was telling him, I'm like, am I okay if I just hover between, you know, 50, 60, get close to 70, but don't hit 70. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. I think you'll be okay because I'm thinking, okay, I've never hit, you know, I've never really hit 40 or 50 and let alone 60 miles, even 70. I've never hit that. And I said, when I was training for just a marathon, I would be like 20, 30 miles a week tops. So the fact that I'm actually getting those numbers, I'm like, that's really changed.
2: And you did it really rapidly too. I mean, I've been looking at this like thinking you need to write a book on how you do this <laughs> and like stay injury free because, like, I, I I know for myself I can't increase as rapidly as that.
1: You know, it's really funny though because I my initial goal and I had this down in my schedule was that back in June, I wanted to hit 70 miles by the end of July. That's pretty fast. And that was pretty fast. And I thought at that point it was doable. And I didn't hit 70 until like two weeks ago. So the fact that I pushed it back two months, I felt like, okay, that gave me enough time to build up to it. Because I would hover like at 50, 60 And when I hit, I think it was like 62 miles, I think it was. I went from that up to 70. So I thought I did a really good gradual increase. But something when, I don't know if that was the case, If, if 70 happens to be that magic number where my body says no, or I needed to give myself more time to work like if I didn't have javelina, like if I was just doing this on, you know, just because of my own interest, I probably would wait longer to hit 70 miles to like November or December yeah. if I was really smart and had the time. But I don't, I got you know, five weeks, four weeks pretty much. But I don't know, being this close to the race, I might have another week where I will get close to 70 if not hit 70 but then it scares me because I think oh my gosh what if I have issues with my feet again and am I going to have enough time to recover because what if it comes back worse and then I'm really doomed
2: no so here's the ragfield training plan mm -hmm. you have trained you have trained you are so well trained you're fine like if you have any more trouble with your feet. Just don't push it. Like you, you could walk from now until the day of the race, and I think you would be fine because you put in all this training. <laughs> you have.
1: It, it, yeah. And then a part of me thinks, oh my gosh, I'm looking at these training plans. I'm like, they have a 30 30, they have a 30 20.
2: No, that's ridiculous. Ah, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Well, this week, I'll be honest, this week I'm looking at, I will probably do, my goal is to do a 2020 this week and then use the rest of the next 10 days or so. So to just keep my mileage really low, like really low, I probably will hit maybe 20, 30 miles. If even that before Chicago, because I'm using Chicago, oh, right. like Chicago, Chicago, yeah. Chicago is like a training run for me.
2: Is that, and next I plan week? on
1: that is two weeks from today. As far as we're recording this, recording this on Sunday, September 25th. So it's two weeks from today. Yeah. And that's like a training run. So I'm going to use next week as a recovery week or at least 10 days for recovery, which is not really that long, but it's, I need the 26 miles and I'm taking extra clothes so I can run at least eight to 10 miles before the marathon. Because that's still technically a training weekend.
0: <laughs> oh my lord.
1: And then, <laughs> and then, because, you, know, you know, I'm going in with Chicago with, you know, it, it's an important race for me. It's not a race where I think that I'm going to PR, even though in the back of my head, my sister keeps telling me, she's like, you know, you you've trained on these trails so much, you've trained a lot. Like your mileage is is really high, like highest that I've ever had ever in my life. I mean, I'm over a thousand miles for this year. I don't even know what I'm at right now. But I mean, to hit I hit I hit a thousand miles back in like August, early August. And before I would take a whole year to hit a thousand miles, and it took me like three years to reach a thousand miles for the whole year. So my sister keeps telling me, like, oh, I think you're gonna PR in, in Chicago. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just run it and to enjoy it. And if I if it happens to be the slowest marathon ever, then so be it. I'm not going with anticipation for a PR because that, that's not my focus. I'm there to run it, and that's it. Like, my training from Chicago is already done. I'm just primarily using it for Javelina.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you'll be ready. I mean, like, I think you're going to get to Chicago when it's going to be Anonymous. I mean, it's going to be different, you
2: know, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, well, you're going to finish that marathon and be like, oh, is, is that all there is? It, <laughs> I guess I'll turn around said. and run it the opposite way now.
1: Because <laughs> technically can't. I had a 30-miler schedule for that day. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll run okay. the day after.
0: So now I'm going to – I want to – you were talking about your feet, which got me thinking about Melissa's feet. Yes. <laughs> How so was what, that? Yeah, what's oh, my going feet. on with... My feet are Well, great. I, know it's not, I know it's not your feet, but... Your okay, feet so Christina, if play. you're
2: talking about, like, all, like you're talking about the stuff you're doing, I'm, like, I'm not going to do that. And if you're worried that you're not going to be able to run the <laughs> then, like, Oh, no, I'm running here? that
1: thing. I'm running that thing.
2: Or like you're, that you're like, you know, I was in the grocery store with Will today and he said to me, mommy, how far is your next race? And I said, a hundred miles. And he said, oh, mommy, you can't do that. And I said, why not? (gasps) And he said, you have a knee injury. And I'm like, oh, Oh. actually that kid is probably right. Um, I don't know. I ran 27 miles yesterday and was totally fine, and another 10 today and was totally fine. I've ran over 60 miles this week, so and fit over 50 miles yeah. last week. Um, and I feel like that's pretty good. I'm not going to be doing 30 miles and 20 miles back to back. Um, <laughs> I, I simply can't do that. I have yeah. a child. <laughs> um, but I was gone most of the day yesterday doing that and was okay. Pretty much okay. Uh, okay. So I feel kind of like game on, you know? For yeah. me, yeah, I think I can probably I mean, if everything goes how it continues to go, I think I can probably uh, keep upping the mileage for another couple weeks um, yeah. and then dial it back down for a taper. But I don't know. It was just like so I had, I think, after our last episode, I had just been and gotten dry needles the first time, um, mm-hmm. and then I went back again last week, or no, yeah, well, whatever, the, like on Tuesday. What day is this? Saturday. It's, Sunday. Oh, it's God. Sunday. Okay, whatever. Sunday. So it's like sometimes I have a really good day and I can run twenty-seven miles and I'm totally fine, and then sometimes I go out and I get two miles down the road and then it starts hurting again. So I don't really know for sure. Um, But it seems slightly more likely now that I've held up this much. And the thing is though, like I'm running, but so I went out to the trail that are, the trails that are like really hard, gnarly, lots of climbing mountain trails for me. Part, partially on purpose to keep myself from running fast. You know what I mean? Like I was seriously running race pace, which is not fast. It's like, I mean, I was running like 13, 14 minute pace on average. This is like average for this entire run. And I'm like ran 27 miles that way and wasn't even tired. Like nothing even hurt. It just felt like I wasn't Mm -hmm. even working. You know what I mean? Which I feel Mm -hmm. like in some ways, I was like, oh, I guess I need to be training harder. But n- maybe not. You know, like, yeah. I think I've maybe found the sweet spot, like my forever pace or something. And then I yeah. felt totally fine today. And I think maybe part of my problem in the past is I go out and I run and I run. Like, it doesn't really do any good to do, for me, to do like a 20 mile run in three hours or something. Like what I need to do is run and hike and run and hike because that's what I thought for um, that fifty mile race I did in in June. I would do I would did like seventy mile weeks to train for that, but I was running every step of those seventy mile weeks, and then I got to the race and it was totally either uphill or downhill. So I was either walking uphill or running downhill. I'm like this is kind of I don't know it just didn't kind of add up the way I was training. So in some ways, yeah, I was thinking of you too, and how everything happens for a reason. Like having this injury has forced me to slow down and do a lot of hiking um, yeah. and do running, hiking, um, which is maybe preserving myself in some other ways. Cause normally say after a 27 mile run I would be pretty sore the next day. Well, mm-hmm. because I took it so slow and you know did so much hiking, I, like, I was totally fine. So I don't know. I mean, I could wake up tomorrow and my knee is sore again and I can't run between now and Javelina. So it's off. I don't know. Like, I don't want to be overly optimistic, but um, it seems like at this moment, there is a slim chance it will work out.
1: (laughs) I think that's a bigger, I think it's a bigger slice than that. I, I think it's more than slim. I think there's a very good chance it'll work.
2: I hope so. But I mean, so like Friday, I was going to go out and run 10 miles because, right, I had to get my mileage in. I had to hit this certain Uh. mile goal. I get two (laughs) miles down down, you know, to the dirt path and my knee hurt so bad I could barely hobble back home. And I was just devastated. And I like I told Rob, I can't do this. I need you to send an email to Jamil Curry from my email account and ask him <laughs> if I get like, like what happens. Can I get a re- like some refund or whatever? And Rob was like, No, I'm not doing that, Melissa. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this myself, but I need you. So um, I was just like. There's no way that I can do this. I mean, I, I, it was, it's stressing me out. And I will say having this podcast has stressed me out also because <laughs> I never publicize my goals. I just, that's the way I do things is just Super quiet favorite. and I yeah. do it. And if I do it, I do it. If I don't, then I wasn't able to, you know? Like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with, with like, I'm going to go run 100 miles (laughs) and, like, shouting it from the rooftop. So I was thinking, if honestly, if I didn't have the podcast, I don't think I would be as stressed out. If I hadn't paid for the race and already signed up for it, I wouldn't be stressed out. I would just be like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to sign up for that. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, we have the podcast about how we're training for this race. <laughs> and I I signed up for it back in May before the price increase. And now it's like it, it was seriously stressing me out. And I was I was just so devastated all day Friday thinking I I just I need to make peace with this. I need to pull the plug. I need to move on and just say I'm not doing this. And Rob was like, why, you know, why don't you go for a hike on Saturday morning (laughs) and see how you feel? And so, you know, I started out and the way that that where I go to run, it it starts out like super steep. I don't know, 2000 feet straight up kind of thing. So you start out hiking, you know, so I'm doing that. And then, you know, then started running and I was really fine. And five hours into the run. I got back to where I had cell signal and I, I feel kind of bad cause we only have one car. So I have the car at the trail and Will and Rob are at home. <laughs> they have their bikes though. Um, and I texted Rob. I was like, are you guys okay? I think I can keep going for another hour. He was like, sure, mm-hmm. go for it. And so I kept going for another hour and still felt fine. And I was like so happy that night. I felt like, okay, <sighs> maybe I can do this. <laughs> um, but today, yeah, and today I was fine, and I, I started out to run, and, it like, it wasn't great. The first four miles, this is so weird. Like, the first four miles, my knee kind of hurt, and I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. I should turn around. And so I did. I turned around, and I started home, but I still had to get home. Mm-hmm. And then it just stopped hurting, completely stopped hurting. Huh. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's
1: I like, I want to go home. You're like I'm. I want to go home, and so she's taking me home. Now I'm happy.
2: Let's make up <laughs> our mind here about whether we're really injured or not. Um,
1: well, maybe you just needed a longer warm up.
2: I think so. I guess so. I don't know. And the the thing is, maybe it's like so. I ran to the trail, so it's like a mile and a half or two miles to the trail on pavement. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was that or something. It, like it it was weird. It was one of those things where. I wouldn't have called it pain, but it felt stiff and, like, hmm, should I be running? I don't know. <laughs> but I guess it was okay. I don't know, guys, but I'm definitely not uh... – yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I could pull off 70-mile week. I'm not going to do, like, 30, 30 back-to-back runs. My body just can't handle that. And that's what – in in other ways about how this injury has been useful, I would never have – found this physical therapist and gone to her. And she has solved so many problems for me because she like really looked at the way things are and how the scoliosis is just like really messing up my back and hips. And I'm just kind of amazed that I've been walking around like this (laughs) for as long as I have. And so she's, you know, it's a knee problem, but she's giving me exercises to do for my back because the way my back is so screwed up, it's, you know, pulling on my hips and causing all these other problems. Well, I've also noticed, hey, I don't have excruciating back pain anymore. Like, this is great. So, nice. it's, you know, she's kind of finding the root of the problem and solving it. So maybe long term, you know, things will be better. I hope. I don't know. But we'll see. I'm, I'm not... Sure, I'm going to make it there, but I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was
0: last time. You definitely mm-hmm. sound much better than you did last time we talked. Like You sounded yeah. like you were still in that dark place last time we talked, and you definitely have a little bit more hope to your voice this time, which is good. Yeah, yeah I mean, Let's- last
2: week, because I did this five-hour run last week, and I was fine for most of it, but, like, the last half hour, I was in pretty significant pain. So I didn't count that as a success. I counted that as I ran and caused myself significant pain.
0: But it bounced yeah. back.
2: Like, within, you know, a day, I felt fine again. Uh, but, I, yeah, you're right. I am more encouraged because I still felt fine after six hours of running on some really rugged stuff.
0: Um so that is more. And you, that. you have to count you, which this will be an ongoing theme is that Melissa is way too hard on herself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and does not think that, and she is a much better runner than she gives herself credit for. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know about that. See, that's what I'm see what yeah. I'm saying. Well, here's like, you, you put in a 50 mile, <laughs> you still put in a 50 mile week of like a 50 mile week. Like it. And, and I think some, I think because you have run so long over the course of your life that you forget. And I understand it's perspective and you've got all these crazy super mega stud runners surrounding you, which skews your perspective, but 50 miles a week is just freaking phenomenal. I I mean, I can remember thinking when I, I was hoping I could run 50 miles in a month. So 50 miles a week is not, you know, nothing to that. That's awesome. And if if you have some aches and pains, but you're managing them, then that's a success. And I believe that it was Miss Christina who probably put it the best that said we've that we've got to quit negating our successes and we have to quit saying, well, I just Ran this. Well, I just did this. You accomplished a lot and you went and you got help for the problem before it became a crisis. So you were smart because there's lots of people that don't do that. And because they get it all jacked up in their head that they've got to go, 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 go. And then Mm -hmm. they end up broken for a really long time. But you didn't. You were smart. You pulled back on your mileage for whatever your base is. You got in touch with somebody, you're doing the exercises, you're doing the work, and you're still putting in the miles that you yourself even said you didn't put that many miles in when you did your 100 miles for across the years. So take your success and don't negate it and don't negate your ability.
2: This is true. I mean, like, I, I do think for me personally, I could run a 100 miler, I could run a 100 mile race with 60 mile training re- weeks. Like, I do think I could do that, but that's why I have to live in a cave and not look at the internet, because when I start seeing people doing back-to-back 30 and 20-mile training runs, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, shit, who am I to think I can do this on 60 miles a week? I will say, well, I mean, across the years, that is a completely different thing that I don't want to, like, let it go to my head, (laughs) because I think Javelina is going to be much more challenging for me, but I do think... um, my lack of being able to train for it made it very difficult. Like I, I was, I was in pretty bad shape. <laughs> I think if I had trained better for it, it would have been uh, much a much better experience. But again, like I wasn't planning to run a hundred miles at that race and I was injured going into it. So I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but it ended mm-hmm. up happening that day. So yeah, I'm. I guess like, I think I'm going to have to keep living in the cave because it's just going to stress me out to to see what other people are doing for 100 milers and know that I'm not doing that. And just like, luckily, I have Rob and he is so great. And I have you guys, too, with your great pep talk you're giving me. But Rob <laughs> is totally like, don't worry about it. I mean, you have put in so much training. Well, yeah, I mean, my last really big training was in August <laughs> before this. Injury. Um, but I, I do think I'm coming back and even like, I mean, I, if if I feel like I think that I can run 70 miles next week. If this holds up. If this holds up. So I don't know. It was a good thing. I really needed that because, like, the rest of my life is a total shit show. And just, <laughs> like, <laughs> not being able to run and this, I do not do uncertainty. Like, I just can't deal with that. Everything is just a total mess. So that contributed to it. And, like, yesterday I just had this <laughs> stupid moment where I'm on top of the mountain, like, looking out at the landscape, just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just totally needed that. And then getting back to the car, I was just like, yes, I did that. So it, it kind of, you know, I, I needed to feel that in order to be able to fight for other things that I have to fight for right now and be strong for other things I have to be strong for. Um, yeah. So hoping that that continues. But still, even today, you know, when I started out in the first four miles, that pain was just hovering there. I was, Yeah. The depression levels were raising. My anxiety was raising a lot. I was feeling pretty crummy. Um, but thankfully, it kind of resolved. I don't know. I don't understand this injury at all.
1: <laughs> and that's why I thought, okay, that's not an injury. When you're doing 50 miles on an injury, quote unquote, and here I'm saying I don't have an injury and <laughs> I only did 10 miles.
2: You you had pain on your your heel. You can't run through that. Yeah.
1: But still, but still, I'm like, okay, there's no way that what you have is an injury when you're still running 50 miles. Well,
2: it's weird. I mean, it's seriously, I can go out one one day and run 10 miles and feel totally fine and then go out the next day and the pain just comes back. So it's, or I can have two really good days and then a day where the pain is just sharp and shooting again. So it's like constantly up and down, up and down, like, yes, I'm doing this. And then, oh, no, it's back.
1: When I think of injury, I think it puts you out like days and weeks.
2: Well, that's what it had been doing. (laughs) So there was that. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's this, yeah. um, But it is like, it's definitely, the good news is it's getting better.
1: Like it is absolutely getting better. That's good news. Um, I I think. Yeah, I think it's more of a recovery injury. You're yeah. recovering from surgery.
2: Whether or and not, and I think you're in
1: that recovering mode.
2: Whether or not it's really going to allow me to run a hundred miles a month from now, I don't know. Um, is it still an well, option we, to do the hundred K?
1: Well, you, we don't know that. I mean, <laughs> anything could happen in a hundred miles. Look, I may not even do a hundred miles. Who knows? Oh,
2: you are doing a hundred miles.
1: <laughs> who, who? But I could have the. Greatest training and anybody, this could be for anybody. Anybody could have the greatest training in the next four weeks and on come on race day, all the wheels fall off and everything just turns to shambles and and DNF after like, you know, 10 miles, we don't know what's going to happen on race day.
0: This is so I mean, true. I, yeah, it's the
2: Jen no. Shelton quote. You have to care about it more than anything else in the world, but you also have to not give a shit
0: because exactly. anything can
2: happen. And that's like we uh, – Rob's friend did Run Rabbit Run, which was last weekend. I mean, here is a guy who is like the most fit guy ever, and he was so well-trained, um, and he had to DNF this race. That That race was like insane. <laughs> I don't know how anybody finished yeah. that race, but it was like – Seeing being at that hundred miler and seeing all these people and what they were going through, that was causing me some anxiety too. Because it was like, oh shit, do I really want to do this again? Like I remember how, I remember what mile eighty felt like. I remember what mile ninety felt like. That was bad shit. I don't know that I even want to do that again.
1: (laughs) And this is what I. This is what I mean. This is what we were kind of talking about in our last episode about like or maybe we weren't uh, about DNS. You know. And, and this is what I've done through ultra sign up and like Googling is that I've searched like everybody who has, well, not everybody, but a lot of the people who finish top three, top five, top 10, who are on the podium of these races and very few don't have a DNF. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody. And I think the more experienced. The smarter you get about listening to your body and know when to say, you know what, this race is not going the way I want it. My body is not responding how I trained it to respond. And I am not going to finish this race. And that's hard to do. But I think experience allows that. And a lot of these people, and I don't even know what's worse, has, have a, you know a DNS. Who don't even start races.
2: Well, that might be me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I think about this, I'm like, you know what? And this is how I felt like after I received like my first DNF, because I was just so down on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I failed even at my second DNF. Now I'm just like, fuck it. I don't really care. I know when to to stop and no race is ever worse getting injured, like seriously injured and sick over. And even, uh, what was it, Wasatch that just happened. There were so many DNFs. There was, you know, Sage Kennedy who, who had one. You know, okay. Jimmy Dean Freeman who tweaked Sage, his back yeah. in days, you know, DNF as well. I mean, and these are experienced ultra runners. Like, advanced. I mean, these people, you know, place. And it's like, okay, they get DNFs mere mortals such as myself get DNFs.
0: Yep.
1: You know, it's there's okay. no shame in that. It it's okay. It's okay. You know, I think actually the best even best.
2: the elites have more DNFs than us because if you think about it like for me this is my one race, right? Like <laughs> but for like Sage Candidate, he raced he raced Wasatch then, he also raced Run Rabbit Run. I mean, it's a balance of okay, do I push myself to the extreme in this race because I have another race three weeks later. <laughs> exactly.
0: So I think in some,
2: time, some ways they might even have more DNFs because they have to, I mean, they have to manage their entire season, their entire career. This race is my entire career. But you, but right you
0: yeah, you said the word though, career. Those guys are making their living. They have sponsors they're responsible to. They're yep. making money. They're making their living. They're feeding their family based on their running. We are not. Mm -hmm. We are ordinary people that have ordinary jobs that go out and this is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to push us and it's supposed to challenge us and make us enjoy life more and realize, you know, and and realize what we're capable of that we didn't think we were capable of before. We're not. It's not our bread and butter. It's not our be all end all, you
1: know. Exactly. The pressure is more for them.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you do want, I mean, I understand too, what you're saying, Melissa, that it's like, yeah, but this is the race that I've been training for all year. And so he made DNF because he's like, man, he gets a niggle and he's like, okay, no, this isn't my a race. I really need to be on top of the the ball for whatever the race that I've got next month. So he may pull out early because he knows that he's got to be competing for that other race. That's got a bigger purse at the end of it or more exposure or whatever, you know, but so I mean I get it this is your race and you you want to do well and you may push yourself maybe a little further and push your limits a little more than than some of the elites will you know that it, that have to manage their whole season but but, the- but you can't do it at the expense of your happiness and increased anxiety levels and and you know and letting it ruin your whole life I mean you, we've got to mm-hmm. keep the the joy of it in there somehow.
1: And the thing is, elites, they go in with the purpose and intention of winning. Right. Uh, that's not me. My purpose and is to finish. to finish.
2: Right.
1: I could be, you know, DFL. I can be a DFL. I could be dead. There's a last. prize
2: for that. There is a so prize.
1: Yeah. And I'd be okay with that. But my goal and their goals are completely different. However, a DNF is still a DNF. And what we place meaning to that, I mean, that's, that we place the meaning on that. You know what I mean? We're the one that attach meaning to a DNF. I get a DNF now, I better have a damn good reason on why I get it. And if that's injury, a potential injury, you know, I look at the long term. I could get a DNF at Javelina. There's no doubt I could it, that that option is always going to be there in every single ultra or every single race I do. It hasn't happened in a marathon, but in an ultra it's it's always present. And it's like do I say, "Okay, I want to race long term. Do I want to get to that next ultra and not make that ultra or whatever that race is in a year?" Two years? No. Maybe I want it like in four, five, six months. But because I pushed myself to the point of injury where I can't come back from, I may never ever come back to a race. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And yeah, it sucks. And you don't want to think about it until you're in the moment, to be honest. But I mean... Yeah, I'm. I, 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 that scares me. I don't want one, and I'm going to do everything in my possible you know possibility to to do you know whatever I can do, but you know, and I at the at the at the risk of potentially injuring myself or getting severely sick because the heat is another factor. Inj- injury is one thing, but if it gets really hot and I don't manage hydration, nutrition, salt very well in the first few hours, that's going to derail
0: my race.
2: Oh, me too. That's the funny thing, Christina, because I was running yesterday, you know, six hours. My leg feels totally fine. I'm like, well, shit, I guess I can go back to worrying about the heat now exactly
1: (laughs) you know and that is so funny because even today it was 95 degrees when I was there because I went midday and it was really hot and I kept thinking oh my god this is really hot and I'm then I then I switched my brain oh shit I would have to do 100 miles in 95 degree heat or 100 you know 100 miles I'm just like you know what
2: well, it's not going to be 95 for that long. It'll get down to 40 once the sun sets.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's just keep thinking that. <laughs>
2: no, it does. It gets really let's, cold.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, no. No. Based on what I know from people from the past couple few years, no.
2: They say it doesn't get cold at night?
1: Uh, It it can get a little cooler, but no.
2: Oh, that was the one thing that people have told me who have done it, that it gets cold at night, and so you're Mm. hot and sweaty from having run in the heat, and then the sun goes down, and it gets down pretty cold, and so then you're like hypothermia.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, cold is kind of relative. I mean, people here at 75, and people get cold. 65, they're like freezing, and let me wear Uggs, (laughs) you know? So I don't know. I think they have, you know, people have different interpretations of what cold is.
0: I think it probably definitely feels colder because, I mean, even when we were at, chase um, um, was it Chase the Moon that we did? And it yeah. was chilly at night. Once the sun went down, it got cold. And it wasn't, I mean, it was probably in the 60s, I imagine, but the sun went down and then all of a sudden... And I I even had that one guy at the aid station yell at me. He didn't yell at me, but because my shirt was still wet from running. And he, like, instructed me. Oh, he's glad these people are telling me what to do since I obviously don't know. And he's like, you need to go get into dry clothes. And I thought, oh, yeah, why didn't I think of that? Well, so, it's
2: really be- cold to be, yeah, to be standing out there.
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
2: I, I was running from, like, midnight to 4 a.m. And I was hot while I was running. Yeah, temperature yeah is. but like as soon as I stopped running I thought I was in Siberia or something <laughs> I, felt so
1: cold <laughs> I think we just planned for the cold yeah you know yeah. I think that's I think that's important just plan
2: plan for everything and if it
1: ha- plan for everything plan <laughs> and then, for then you'll everything. be ready
2: for whatever hot exactly. cold exactly whatever
1: whatever exactly going to be great it is going to be awesome
2: all right we've been talking for a long time ladies should we i know uh, should we close it
1: guess. down we i a guess lot. so we did we yeah. covered gold mines is- and- <laughs> injuries knees and feet and yeah. dnf yeah
0: that's good and we got some swearing in and it wasn't all me this time so i'm kind of excited <laughs> about this heck yeah
1: I know. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations so, on your new job, Angela, and on Christina you, on your excellent training.
1: And, so you, our- too. Oh, and you. you too. Thank you. Getting back in it.
2: I feel happy to be getting back in the game. Good.
0: You're so. Doing good. Hey. So quick. Um, quick shout out to my sister Jolie. I was just looking at her run. She ran this weekend at six miles. And she gave us a little a little shout out herself and said the Ultra Gals Podcast I really enjoyed for five miles of my run. So thanks uh, for listening. I'm glad she was listening to us. Us Ultra Gals. That's, oh hey, thank you, Jolie. And good
1: job on job. your run. Yeah. That's sweet.
0: Yeah. All right, girls, <laughs> till next time, I guess, huh?
1: Until next time.